0: Hello and welcome to another episode of I Heard This Thing, where I talk about interesting things with interesting people so you can go tell your friends and seem very smart and cool. You don't even have to credit me. Just rate and review. Today we're talking about love. I love love. I do. I don't cringe at anything about love, whether it's a sappy Instagram post referring to your partner as this one, to titty-out makeout sessions on a park bench. I see that kind of thing and I think, mmm, amores en al aire. I even like Valentine's Day. Yes, I hear you. It's a made-up holiday. Totally, totally, totally. But allow me to introduce you to every single other holiday in human existence. If anything, Valentine's Day is the most real. It's just go tell people you love them. I think that holds more water than a fat man will break into your house and give you presents because a popular baby was born one time. I love love, which is why I really appreciate romantic comedies. The thing with romantic comedies is that people love to pretend to hate them, especially people who hate women. I can say this because that used to be me. I used to roll my eyes, make fun of, and deny rom-coms because I was trying to be a cool girl who wasn't like other girls. I want to talk to the 10th grade boys about Tarantino, mom. I don't want to watch When Harry Met Sally. I don't care about understanding cultural references. God. Side note. Whenever I was homesick from school, my mom would go to the video store and rent a bunch of movies for me to watch all day that she thought would culturally benefit me. My mom came to this country from Cuba when she was a kid and she credits American movies and TV shows for letting her assimilate into American culture. So she thought it was important for me to watch classics, but the definition of classics was very loose. Like, thanks for showing me Gone with the Wind, Mom, but I don't think I needed to see Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. This is all to say, I know that this is behind a lot of rom-com hate because I too used to say that I hated the genre. And sure, it's formulaic, but so are superhero movies and any horror film that takes place in an isolated house in the woods. If anyone ever invites you to go to their distant relative's vacation house in the middle of nowhere, cut off all ties. They are not your friend. That brings me to my main question. Why do we act like rom-coms are dumb? Love is universal. It's more universal than war or cyborgs. Hell, falling in love with your computer is more relatable than a historical biopic. There's a place for both, of course, but we treat romantic comedies like they're dumb fodder for stupid people. Is it because we are <gasps> embarrassed by our own feelings? Is it embarrassment over our own previous heartbreaks, or notions of romance? Are we ashamed to say that we relate to or even want what we see in them? I think it's garbage. There are romantic storylines in almost every single other movie and in in every single genre. So why not hone in on them? Not only that, but there are so many different kinds of love. Heartbreak, passion, sex, affairs, marriage, polyamory, sexuality, young love, old love, family, friends, long distance, work, true love, doom love, everything. We all have our own great love stories to tell that would make at least one enjoyable film. So why not celebrate this genre? Why denigrate romantic comedies as chick flicks when chicks don't even have to be involved. Hi, uh, Moonlight, The Birdcage, that movie where the dogs eat the spaghetti, whatever. Not only that, but we specifically deride romantic comedies. Why do you all hate laughing so much? I love to laugh. I love a good, interesting, relatable romantic story. Love and intimacy are awkward and weird and full of funny moments. One time, I was on a first date with a really nice guy and my mom texted me that my grandma died. And the guy probably thought that was an excuse when I said, hey, I have to go home because my mom just texted me my grandma died. See? Look at my phone. How is that not ripe for comedy? Comedy plus romance equals honey, I'm already laughing. So as someone who actually appreciates a good comedy about love, I wanted to talk to a friend of mine who wrote a book about the topic. Let's talk to writer and comedian Lana Schwartz. It's Lana Like Banana. She's the author of the very funny Choose Your Own Adventure book, Build Your Own Romantic Comedy. Lana loves the genre, so let's see what she has to say. Thank you, Lana, for being with us today. Uh, like I said, everyone, I have Lana Schwartz here from beautiful, sunny New York City, I think. Is it sunny?
1: Um, sunny enough. Okay. Sunny,
0: enough. <laughs> sunny enough. Beautiful, tropical isle of New York, uh, the borough around it. Um, so cool. we... I brought you in here, um, you're a friend of mine, and I thought you would be perfect person to talk about romantic comedies with. I know that you're a huge Nora Ephron fan, and you know so much about romantic comedies that you wrote a book to uh, <laughs> to, to build your own, which kind of skewers the, like, formula of, of the rom-com. But I love the way you do it, because you do it in this way that's, like, it's still, I know it's still loving, like, you're not, like trying to show us how stupid it all is even though it is still you know it's dumb and frivolous sure but it, it it's a really fun approach to it um did you how much did you have to study to write something like that
1: <laughs> I think I so what I did was I I did rewatch a bunch of rom-coms and I thought about each of them like what what like like how they broke down I mm-hmm. guess So that's kind of where I went about doing it. And then how could you mix and match, you know, the kind of like the first obstacle and then the second bigger obstacle and then kind of these like silly gags where like she trips and falls or like they are at an exercise class (laughs) for some reason, you know, like that kind of thing, ways to heighten it. Mm-hmm. So it, that's like where the comedy would come from, but hopefully it feels like recognizable too.
0: Oh, it felt, it feels so recognizable. Um, and not only that, but like, I feel like so many people tell me that they don't like romantic comedies because they're so formulaic. And I think that's such a funny, weird thing to say. Cause like all movies are formulaic, you know? I mean, I've been watching Fast and the Furious, like they're, they're all formulaic, um, yeah. So I, I thought it would be fun, too, for us to talk about some romantic comedies maybe that people are not as familiar with. Um, I should also tell you on that, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of the genre. I think I just – my parents watch a lot of them, so I was exposed to so many of them early on. Um, but I was trying to be a cool girl, so I was like, I don't care about You've Got Mail. Um, but when my, my boyfriend and I first started dating, he – had a surgery, and so he, I was like, oh, I'll bring over a bunch of movies, and we'll watch movies, and he told me that he loved romantic comedies, and so I brought The Baxter over. Oh, um, wow. Right? I was like, cool, it's like the anti-romantic comedy, kind of, but it still is one, you know? The Baxter, is the guy that's always left at the altar, and it's his story, it's funny david wayne michael showalter all them guys are in it uh michelle williams is in it and famously refused to do press like i don't know uh, <laughs> she's adorable in it but she's like i want nothing to do with this i guess i'm i have to be like dark and gritty for blue valentine so i don't
1: want to, have to explain myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> right maybe she was like i don't get what's funny about this i'm just getting paid <laughs>
1: um, quick sidebar she i don't know if you saw i feel pretty but she's very funny
0: in it i haven't right. so i can tell she like she understands comedy she can do yeah. it or yeah. Right, yeah you know i don't know but she yeah. so I, i'm showing it to to brock and he's like not laughing at all doesn't get any of it and then towards the end he's like oh oh wait is this like is this a romantic comedy and i was like yeah, yeah that's why that's why i brought it over and he's like i don't i've never seen one before i've only seen the trailers and I'm like, you told me you like romantic comedies. He's like, yeah, I like romantic comedy trailers. <laughs> um, and so I was like, and it was like the end of the movie. It's like him running to the church, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm running away from the church. And I'm like, um, so we've watched 90 minutes of this. And you didn't, you obviously didn't get any of it because it's all
1: like oh deconstructing God, that's so it. Funny. That's so funny. Shout
0: out to trailers.
1: I love trailers. Uh, when I used to have cable there was a channel for trailers and I would just watch them.
0: There's an entire like, channel for trailers?
1: Yeah, when I was a kid it was like trailers on demand and you could just watch a bunch of trailers. Oh it my was like God. Yeah, so I used to I used to do that. I don't know
0: if I should be admitting that
1: like uh, in a public consumption way, but yeah.
0: Yeah, did any of them stick out in your brain? God,
1: I'm trying to think. I feel like maybe like Tuck Everlasting.
0: Oh, mm hmm. That movie was a very um, sensual movie for like a 14 year old me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know that I ever saw it, but the trailer <laughs> felt very intense to me. It
0: was. A, I think the film, if I remember correctly, was as intense or I just thought that I was like, yeah, I want an immortal boy to save me in the woods. Or I think I don't remember what it's about, but I think that was it. I think he's immortal. He's immortal, and she has to decide if she's going to be immortal or not. Oh, that's right! So beautiful. But like, I
1: think they like visually do a good job in the trailer of showing like the stakes and time passing and
0: yeah, the dra-
1: dramaticness of it. It's uh,
0: the, the drama is so yeah. so beautiful. But that also like because that movie is a romance, and yes. I think also when a lot of people say that they don't like romantic comedies, they're talking about romance, yeah. um, which I don't always understand because i'm like that's so ubiquitous um i think that people are just embarrassed about themselves um (laughs) right yeah they're like oh i was rejected once i i can't i can't watch this about someone trying um but so then what is the difference what would you say is a, a difference between a romance and a romantic comedy
1: I guess to me, it's truly our if there are jokes, if there you are know? jokes, yeah. Like uh, I know that sounds like dumb, cut print. Like, yeah. Like a lot of movies also think they're funny and they're not.
0: That's a thing we're experiencing in this golden age of cinema and television. Yeah. I feel there's a yeah. lot of like dramedies where the amedy part is very loose, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, did you? I don't want to like. Uh, like, did you see the movie Someone Great?
0: I did. Shoot. Yeah. Who was in that? Why does that sound so familiar? It's like
1: Gina Rodriguez
0: and – Oh, and um, like Keith Stanfield? Yes. Yeah. And
1: I enjoyed it, but I didn't mm-hmm. think it was funny. There aren't a lot of jokes oh. or anything like that or characters in funny situations. I also think the stakes are pretty low and mm-hmm. that doesn't help the comedy. Whereas if you see Set It Up, which like I – I like set it up. I like set it up mm-hmm, a lot. There are mm-hmm. a lot of set pieces mm-hmm. where like, like, like the orgasm scene and when Harry met Sally, like that's yes. a set piece. Like, rom-coms need set pieces where it's like, we're not a hundred percent sure what's go- like, why we're here, but we're here and it's going to be funny. Or you have characters kind of minor characters, characters who really help add the comedy, like Titus yeah. Burgess and set it up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, in those, in those movies, you can clearly pick out game and, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if a rom-com is doing its job, there's clearly, like, a game in the scene or, like, yeah. a, like a comedy game. A I don't know how much game. I can to specify, but.
0: A comedic game for the layman out there. It's just, like, you know, we're playing around with a pattern. All right? Look at that. Improv yeah. training just came through.
1: Uh, <laughs> or there's, like a, like, a big, like, contrast. Like, they're having this, you know, talk in, like, a place where they shouldn't be having this talk or, you know, mm. like that.
0: Thing. I mean that's always hilarious. Right. Like yeah. in line in a in line in a Starbucks, people around you can hear you. Exactly. Then they say I'll have what she's having and it's like she's yeah. ha- <laughs> she's having a mental breakdown. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yes.
0: uh, yeah, that's uh that definitely checks out. I just I just that's another reason why I don't understand when people like I don't like romantic comedies because I'm just like don't you like laughter? Like yeah. what? Can you like having a good time? Yeah. Apparently not. Because <laughs> I mean, I actually rewatched when Harry met Sally only Mm -hmm. about two or three years ago um, for the first time since I was like a kid and I was so blown away that I I wanted to like call the American Film Institute and be like add this number 20 on the AFI top 100 like this is it is so good it holds up so well because it's just it's a relationship movie with jokes
1: yes it holds up it does hold up very well and also so much of what they are, like, their hang-ups about themselves and mm-hmm. each other are so accurate today. Like, the fact that, like, he moves on from his ex really fast and is, like, like sleeping with a lot of women and she yeah. doesn't know if she's, like, ready and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like that, feel, like, the fights they have feel very accurate to how yes. people, like, people still fight
0: today. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, to your point, it's, like, you have, the, both of them have best friend characters, mm-hmm. both of them have you know we see them through time we see them through those other relationships and stuff and it's just like it's so good it's just so good and i'm so surprised like i think some some uh social media acquaintance had written like i hate romantic comedies what are good romantic comedies recently and i think i commented like well when's the last time you watched when harry met sally and they were like i've never seen it i'm like get out of the room like get delete your account Go find the last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon and rent that film, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, patronize the video stores if you have one, you're real, but.
1: Yes. I mean, the dream, right, you know?
0: My dream is to have a romantic comedy in a video store, which is just the watermelon woman, but, (laughs) um, and so that being said, I mean, I, I love the Baxter and I love they came together because they kind of like skewer. Skewer yeah. the form, but if I were to tell someone to watch a straight-up romantic comedy that's not any of those, I think I would say "While You Were Sleeping." Have you seen? I While L- yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: love "While You Were Sleeping."
0: I grew up watching "While You Were Sleeping," yes. and
1: it—I watch—I always watch around Christmas every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like such a, like such a nice, comforting movie. It's one of the only rom-coms. One – one so a lot of rom-coms are kind of hinged around people lying
0: yeah. about stuff. Oh, you're right. They are. Yeah,
1: and that, that gives me so much anxiety because <sighs> we all know at some point that somebody's going to find out the truth and it's a question of when and it yeah. just stresses me out so much. And that's one of the few rom-coms where I actually – it doesn't – it's okay. Yeah. Like I, I can watch it and not hate that character for lying.
0: Oh, you know, you know you're so – you're so right. I think the older I get to the more – um that trope does bother me yeah you know maybe because it's like I feel bad for people now but um, (laughs) I've developed like this crazy thing called like maturity empathy but (laughs) that movie is never it's never it's never dawned on me as weird I think because I like grew up with it and I was describing it to a friend of mine and she's like this sounds like a telenovela. Like, this does not yeah. sound like a fun romp. Like, for anyone that doesn't know what it is, it's like, she's a Chicago CTA toll booth worker, or, yeah, back when you had to pay in tokens. Um, the machines took those jobs. So <laughs> she's doing that, and, like, this handsome Peter Gallagher comes in every day, going to work, and he goes to work on, it's a Christmas? On Christmas Day? And he gets jumped. At the at the tracks and no one's around because it's a holiday except for her, and so she saves him. He falls on the track. She saves him, and then she goes to the hospital, and uh, you know they're like family only. And she says out loud, "Oh, I was gonna marry him," and some nurse hears that and says, "That's that's the fiance." And then he's in a coma, and the whole family believes that that is his fiance that he's never told them about. So that's the film. And it is a sane thing to do, and uh, I really like it.
1: Yeah, she's also very lonely, and the family is like a big family, and they're yeah. very like lovely and warm and welcoming to her. And then she starts to fall for the brother, Bill Pullman, mm. which mm. is also one of the only times that like Bill Pullman like gets the girl in the '90s. <laughs> you
0: know, yeah, Bill Pullman <laughs> was he's a little little sex hunk in that movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's so, he's so hot in that movie. And it's um,
0: just, I don't even know why. It's like he comes in with Dunkin' Donuts for his dad. It's like so, <laughs> like, it does feel very, sh- you know, Chicago, maybe Boston because of the Dunkin'. But, uh, and I'm sitting there going like, yes, sir. Yes, marry me. Get in a coma and I'll lie about being married to you, Bill Pullman. Yes.
1: And he, like, builds beautiful furniture. Oh, that's you know, right. that's
0: his deal. That's um, right. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a very – and Sandra Bullock is very charming. She's very it. charming. Um, my mom used to always tell other people when she said that, you know, her daughter's a performer um, that I reminded her of Sandra Bullock because Sandra oh, Bullock right is so subtle. And it was that extra thing that made me be like, what does that even mean? Mm. Well-
1: <laughs> It sounds to me like a compliment, but yeah, that yeah. little thing I guess would be would, throws you, would throw me for a loop. But yeah. if you're going to be compared to anybody, I think Sandra Bullock is a very nice,
0: yeah, yeah. she's got some, yeah. you, you know, this movie and Congeniality are like her tops. They're they're yes. so they're so good. Um, so uh, we, yeah. oh, sorry, oh, yeah, no, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was gonna say, I was at a wedding this past weekend, which oh my meant God, I was staying in the hotel, yeah, and then I got to watch. Cable, which means I watched The Proposal. No, which she I forgot that
0: it's Ryan Reynolds, isn't it? Yes, it's Ryan that. Reynolds, isn't it?
1: <laughs> and that is also a pretty charming, fun, funny rom-com.
0: That is a film that was made to air in hotels. Absolutely, I, any hotel I've been in has The Proposal or that Fools Gold. Matthew McConaughey oh, weird movie yeah. one of the two is always playing and um I feel so I feel like I have seen the proposal in 10 minute chunks over yeah. three years
1: I saw whatever. it in theaters and then I yeah I think the same thing in the sense that I haven't really sat down and watched all of it mm-hmm. but if it's on tv even if I miss the first 20 minutes or something I'll yeah. still watch and be like this is a great time
0: I so I want to say because Bill Pullman's hot uh furniture making job is like a fun good rom-com job they they famously all have to have interesting jobs mm-hmm. um what do you think is the hottest job for the love interest to have in a ah. rom-com
1: um god i have to think about this a little bit i
0: know i mean i'm, I'm inclined to say i mean building things is a, is a hot job chef is a hot one yeah
1: chef is pretty good mm-hmm. um I kind of, I mean, I'm um, a big fan of uh, the uh, the American president. Is that, that's not what it's called, though? The American one president. That's not what it's. It's like uh, the president. The one where he's president. Um, are you thinking the one Are you
0: thinking of the one where Robin Williams is president? No, because <laughs> I saw that film recently and it. it- I oh, God, it, it blew is, my mind.
1: It is called the American President. Okay. I'm not crazy. I don't know why those words coming out of my mouth didn't feel right. There's a movie with it it's Aaron Sorkin. Oh, and there we go. It's Annette Benning and Michael Douglas. Mm. And Michael Douglas is the president. So
0: and The President is a hot job to have. Yeah. yeah. The president <laughs> is a hot job
1: to have, unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately, Andrew Garfield was cleaning up back in the day. You know, like, they, we we love a hot president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, in a rom-com setting,
0: yeah, I, I do. Yeah. It's, like, it's very
1: funny to me because it's, like, I think the job, uh, like, I think position of power or mm-hmm. guy know- guy knows what he's doing because that's so yeah. unlike real life. Yeah. You know?
0: Right. Uh, that's I think it's another funny thing I like about the Baxter is that Michael Showalter's character is an accountant. And it's like purposefully not a sexy job Um, because, you know, that's the point is like the other guy has the sexier job and the other guy studies rocks. Uh, (laughs) And the way he talks about like these crazy geodes is like, you know, it's supposed to just make your um, pussy lips quiver. I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how else to say that. This this podcast is rated G. But I, I yeah, I think like something I would love to see something so so strange as a as a job for a love interest like um an nft maker a so
1: the other thing for me is like also in terms of like rom-com tropes the funniest one for me too is when the guy the guy's always like a widow if the guy isn't like if yeah if the guy isn't like trying to figure out like himself like you know there's like the uh
0: bad boy ones like maid of honor i love my my ethan hawk and reality bites is my is my like so bad it's good yeah when they're like bad whatever like that's like one thing but like if the
1: guy is just straight up like a good guy Mm -hmm. um he's a widow you're so like yeah it's like that there's not something wrong with him it's not his fault his wife died Mm -hmm. he has a child he loves what True. could you ask? What more could you ask for from a man?
0: You know, <laughs> built-in family man. Like yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to do any convincing. He yeah. has a kid. He wants you there. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a that's a good one. And then also, obviously, the leading lady has to have a fun, quirky job. Which you know, I mean, I know in your book it was like you know, I think was it books? You know, bookstore owner, yeah. classic. All kinds of things like florist, florist, candy shop owner—they're always like these cute, quirky um, mid-two-thousands de Chanel jobs yes. um, throughout history. Um, I would love to see a leading lady rom in a rom com have just like a disgusting job. Like she's like a hog butcher, you know? Like oh my she- God.
1: <laughs> I think we're getting closer.
0: Uh, yeah. You know? I think I think we are getting really close to having it just be nasty. Well so I married an ex-murderer is probably another one of my favorites and she is yeah. a butcher in that movie. Yeah. That's I
1: was telling a friend that one thing I do so like one thing I do like about rom coms a lot is you can kind of slot them into any world.
0: Oh, that's so, so like, true.
1: Like you know, um, speaking of like what jobs they do, like you know, like they could so I uh, like broadcast news, mm-hmm. which like is one of my favorite rom-coms as we've discussed. That takes place in the world of like cable news, basically, yeah. or I don't know if it's actually cable, but it takes place in the world of news, right? Um, and like there, so it's like very important what happens in the news. But otherwise, like, sometimes their jobs don't really matter. Like, and when Harry met Sally, like, True. you know, she's a journalist and, like, Harry's a lawyer. But it's like, and it's kind of important, but not that important.
0: Yeah, it doesn't come yeah. up that often in those. Yeah. So, so, yeah, speaking of broadcast news, so you, that's one of your favorites. Um, mm-hmm. What would you what would you say to get someone interested in watching broadcast news who's never seen it before?
1: Holly Hunter. <laughs> that's all you need to say? Say yeah. no more. Say no more. She, she's so good in it um albert brooks
0: mm. uh mm-hmm. is also
1: uh very good in it very funny has a great cast joan cusack jack nicholson
0: it's a great cast we yeah, love cast. joan cusack love her yeah another another one another quirky subtle actress yeah. uh
1: <laughs> yeah and that's the same thing in like working girl obviously like the role of her job is very important mm-hmm. to
0: the film mm-hmm. that's so true yeah. Yeah, And when you mentioned broadcast news, I was like, I know I saw that when I was so young, and I was meaning to rewatch it because I wonder how it holds up in this era of like twenty-four hour news. Have you yeah. seen it recently?
1: Yeah, I just rewatched oh, it fun. before we talked, and I think it's like so prescient. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff they talk about being problems um are still issues in terms of like who we get our news from and mm-hmm. why, and like the role of the journalist in that news. Um, and then also like they have like Matt, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm spoiling anything, but at no. one point there's massive budget cuts. Mm. Um, and he says to, uh, Jack Nicholson that one of the, you know, producers essentially says to Jack Nicholson about the, um, uh, budget cuts. Cause Nick Jack Nicholson is like the big anchor and he's basically like saying, you know, these budget cuts are really awful. And he says to him, well, you, you could uh, like reduce your salary by a million dollars. It might make it a little easier. <laughs> and Jack Nicholson just like looks at him and he's like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but just in the sense that like, you know, you see these people lose their
0: jobs
1: yeah. who are really important. And then Meanwhile, the anchor is still making so much money mm-hmm. talking about how sad this is, but isn't willing to take a
0: pay cut. Yeah, man. I mean, that's ripe for romance right there. <laughs> no, but you're true, you're that that is so pertinent to like every yeah. major company, especially mm-hmm. entertainment and news, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean I we can go on a whole side note about journalism, but I yeah. I just hate how people love to like try to drag journalists now and it's yeah. like well they don't have any money like right <laughs> they don't have money they're trying to make a buck most news and newspaper companies have made so many cuts that there's not even like you know. QA people editors <laughs> like there's yeah. nobody
1: and I think one of the things is that I feel like a lot of rom- a lot of movies in general but also maybe especially rom-coms is like you're supposed to leave this- believe this person's good at their job yeah but like why like (sighs) movies don't always do a good job of showing you that and like in this movie like holly hunter is clearly very good at her job she clearly like it's so important to her and you really get a sense of who she is as a person and like the central like it's really funny because the central like romantic conflict is almost like idea ideological Mm. and that doesn't happen ever but like the movie does such a good job of explaining why these two people couldn't be together because of their ideology. Yeah. And like I think that very rarely happens, but you yeah. you kind of you you really get it.
0: Yeah. I guess yeah, you're right. Like I can't think of too many others where it's like they're incompatible because of their own I- ideas and beliefs. I yeah. mean, I guess I actually think like your other choice is similar to that. Because uh, you also yeah. mentioned kissing Jessica Stein, yes. and it's, it's a, I mean, it's a little more layered, but uh, in, in terms of of why they ultimately, you know, not to spoil anything, but walk the other way, but it is, uh, it is like a clash of beliefs, kind of, and that's yeah. that is that is interesting. You don't get that very often. Well, especially yeah. like, they're not. And, you know, in a traditional rom-com, like, there's supposed to be some big Shakespearean wedding at the end or something like yeah. that. And I don't – neither of these really have that.
1: No. And one thing I really – so one thing I really love that Nora Ephron once mm. said is that um, there are Jewish rom-coms and Christian rom-coms. And essentially, in Jewish rom-coms are when the conflict comes within the characters themselves, their own neuroses. Oh my and God. Christian rom-coms are when the, uh, like, the obstacle is not made by them.
0: Oh, my God. I've never heard that quote. That is – that's, like, blowing my mind because also, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, like, 100% (laughs) true. Like, when Harry met Sally, like, what's getting in the way? It's themselves. Mm -hmm. But when you watch some other movies, it's like, oh, she has a job in another city or, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, things like that. Like, you've got mail or
0: something. It's, you know, it's life that's in the way. Right. Um, Exactly. The internet. Lying on the internet. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, The internet does get in the way a lot Um,
0: It definitely does I mean honestly you got mail as like a catfishing Rom-com before we even dubbed that term So I gotta gotta give it respect For being a movie about lying On the internet (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay so my like hot take Opinion about that movie is that I Think she knows it's him What? Yeah I think she knows It's him
0: The entire time? I guess I – Maybe not the entire
1: time, but I think by the end – she. I know she says, I wanted it to be you, Mm. so you don't think she knows. But I think she knows because she says, I can never be with a guy who had a boat. And he has a boat. So why would she say that if she didn't, like, suspect something?
0: That's an interesting take on that. I wonder if I rewatched it with that view, if it would change anything for me. Yeah. Because I think I watched it a couple years ago, also again, and I was a little bit like, "There, this is this is too much. There's too much. You know, yeah. it's too much of that like running into each other. I don't, I don't know you. I'm gonna go back to my online romance. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's an interesting. Interesting film.
1: It is an interesting look at how people
0: also start having emotional affairs. <laughs> it is. It's a movie about emotional affairs for yeah. sure, and how you can just like. God, you know I, I was having this uh, conversation with a friend recently who's doing some like online dating stuff and kind of it, like she got freaked out because the guy she was texting for a lot for a while like a couple months now uh called her and she's mm-hmm. like I didn't know what to say and I'm like well if your relationship is all text-based though like how do you know that you have any chemistry you know like yeah you you don't yeah. I know I know that people in during wartime, we would just write giant long love letters, and that was, and we all think that's really romantic. But sometimes I'm like, did they get back together and they're like, you're not as sweet as your letters? Oh, um,
1: yeah. I don't know. I think at that point back then, it's like you just had to go through with it. <laughs> you
0: definitely did just have yeah. to go through with it. Like, why he sur- Matt, like-, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he survived a war. I guess I got to like sleep with him. Yeah. And then like they all cheat on each other like a madman. Yes. Oh, oh. Ro- rom com king, Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I you know this podcast. <laughs> this is the second time that John Hamm is coming up on on this podcast so far, and we've only recorded like three or four episodes. <laughs> so I I'm wondering if this is going to turn into a John Hamm Stan account. I'm okay with that. Yeah,
1: I, I yeah I think that's a thing to be okay with. He actually I another movie I just rewatched recently. Speaking of kissing Jessica Stein, is Friends with Kids because it was on when I wow. was in my hotel room, and I do love that movie, and it is a really interesting look also at relationships and mm. romance and the way the characters get together is, like, also very interesting.
0: Do, do you think, like, kind of talking about some of the stuff, like, I know people also like to blame rom-coms, right, for giving us, like, unrealistic romantic ideas. I know that, like, Chuck Klosterman had that whole, like, Lloyd Dobler effect essay yeah. in one of his books about say anything. Um But I kind of wonder if... It's not so much that, but just a reflection of our, like, greatest romantic ideals, you know? Like, it's not – I don't know if they're actually coming out of thin air and if we're looking at them like, oh, that's that's what women want. That's what men want. That's what people want in relationships. But rather it's like, if I let myself be my most romantic self, I would show up at this girl I like's window and start blasting some tunes.
1: Yeah. I think that's true because I think the thing with – so – an in- a thing about me is I am not a romantic person. I
0: that love- is so interesting that you yeah. watch these, you love Nora Ephron, and you're like, I can't.
1: Yeah, I'm not a romantic person. I'm truly not. I uh, I think like grand gestures are like disgusting. Like in real life, <laughs> I like I'm like these are movies, and we all have to learn that these are movies, yeah. and like that's okay, you know. But don't yeah. expect that to happen, and that's why I think I love them so much and mm-hmm. why I also have a healthy relationship with them
0: mm-hmm.
1: is because I, I can separate myself and my life and my ideals from what I'm watching on screen.
0: I wonder if that's why some of these comedies aren't that funny anymore. is like we're like losing the idea of magic and the idea of yeah. hyperbole, and it's like, no, things have to be real. and like real life honestly sucks and is boring and lame.. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. Has anyone like, ever done a good romantic gesture towards you, at you? Towards me. Towards at me. you, at you, about you? I mean, I
1: like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, something I, you know, things like a lot of thought make like, a difference to me. Like, a guy I was dating uh, one time, we were walking home together, and I was like, really upset that my local coffee shop closed. And you I was get like, that. really, really upset. I really and I was, get having, that. Like, I like got a temper tantrum about it. <laughs> and the next day, he like, <laughs> like, looked up a bunch of places for, like, coffee shops that, like, I should check out because, like, and, like, get, like made little notes about each of them to, like, be like, oh, this is why you might like this place or that place or whatever. Yeah. So, things like that is, like, what is romantic to me.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: You know, or, like, if I'm talking about something and then you, like, you know, you remember, you look it up or, like yeah. like, things like that. It's, like, simple but – Those things, I think, are what make the really big difference.
0: Oh, I yeah, I I 100% agree. I also feel like the times that giant romantic gestures have been hurled at me uh, like a projectile have always been from someone I didn't want it from. Like, I've rejected them or maybe, like, I mean, literally a guy one time just disappeared on me, like, basically ghosted me before the term. And I had no idea what happened to him. And then he showed up at one of my shows with, like, a batch of homemade empanadas, which is super cute. But I had started dating someone else because I didn't hear from this guy for, like, two or three months.
1: Yeah. And, like, I've had guys who like me but, like, were friends, like, buy me flowers. And I'm like, I don't I'm, – I'm uncomfortable. I know you mean well, but, like, I – no. This feels <laughs> weird. You know what I mean? For sure, Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like the actually and so the interesting thing is Nora Ephron also was not a romantic person.
0: Yeah. She
1: she like was somebody who was just good at writing rom-coms and that's how she made money, but she herself was pretty like practical and mm-hmm. you know just had a hard time getting her more serious stuff made or yeah. it didn't make money. Like all of her more serious stuff is not really well reviewed.
0: Mm, yeah, I think um, – I really like This Is My Life from her. I love that movie. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not a romantic comedy. It's, you know, comedy fans. It's a film about comedy. Um, it's basically Marvelous Mrs. Maisel without the nice costumes. Yeah. Have you read the book?
1: No, I didn't know the oh. book. So it's a book by Meg Wolitzer, and the oh. book is really good, I think. Um, also pretty sad. The book is, like, kind of a bummer, but I really like it. So I would recommend that. Okay,
0: I'll definitely yeah. – definitely check that out because I I love like I love recommending that film as like a oh did you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was actually and that was the first movie Nora Ephron directed
0: yeah it's it's good I mean she did a good job
1: yeah so um I think that's like an interesting thing and like again like why I feel like I I have like a healthy relationship
0: yeah I mean, it's kind of that idea, like people always had that. I mean, it's—I don't think it was true, but that uh, fable about like M- Mr. Rogers hating kids oh, <laughs> and yeah. being like really good at you know the show. I sometimes yeah. think there's truth to that. It's like a you know pastry chef who hates sweet things or something, but they're like yeah, they know how to do it. Yeah, there's a fine line between hate and love. Um, so maybe yeah. that's where that's coming from. Um, I guess also like speaking of more romantic gestures, I. I do want to talk about Kissing Jessica Stein because I watched it when you said that you would talk about either that or broadcast news, and I was like, we could talk about all of it. And we can obviously, if there's more to say about broadcast news, we could talk more about that as well. But I had never, I had heard the title, but I had no idea what it was about. And then when I like Googled it to see what it was about, I kind of like couldn't believe that it was made in 2001 and it wasn't like... um, you know, girl, girl is lesbian, but but guy makes her not lesbian, you know? <laughs> like, uh, the film, for anyone who doesn't know, is, like, this um, – our, our leading lady here is uh, searching through some, like, classified ads, and she sees a, a Rilke quote that is her favorite quote, and she's like, oh, my God, whoever wrote this, I, I want to date them, and finds out that it's in the Women Seeking Women section – so she gets to know that woman and they they get together and it's kind of a movie about um figuring out your sexuality ultimately. Yeah. And um yeah. I
1: think yeah, she's like this very uptight Jewish woman. It also started out as a play, and the two women who star in it wrote it too.
0: Oh so. that's so cool. I saw that the the original title was lipstick, and I did yes. think that was funny. Yeah. So
1: I think that's like also kind of like this was a, this is a movie. Oh, and and Michael Showalter's in it. Um, Oh yeah.
0: Young, young, lean
1: Michael Showalter. Yeah. Very young Michael Showalter um, and Max Medina from Gilmore Girls. Um, I do
0: love Max Medina from Gilmore Girls. What a handsome man. And I do want to just quickly sidebar to say that I loved Michael Showalter. I loved Stella. I loved those guys. And I did meet them once and they say, don't meet your heroes. And it, it was horrible, but it was because <coughs> a guy I was dating at the time – never date anybody. A guy I was dating at the time, um, he said he wanted to come with, even though he didn't know who Stella was at all. And they did this, like, kind of improvised bit mm-hmm. where they end up, like – it's like a zip-zap-zop kind of game, but whatever David says is wrong. So they freak out, you know, whatever. It's, it's funny. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. And they've done it forever. And so they – asked to have an audience volunteer to, like, prove that everything David says is wrong. And they, of course, pick the guy that I'm dating. And he yeah. was, like, an aspiring comedy sports improviser. So he gets on stage, and I can already see his, like, stance of, like, I can't wait to be funny. Yeah. And he fucked up, I think, because he just was, like, didn't know – you know, he didn't yeah. – <laughs> it's, like, uh, zip, zap, zap, like I said. So it's, like, zip, zap, and then he just said zip again or something like that. Yeah. And they – they got legitimately mad at him, I guess, and uh, <laughs> we s- spent the rest of the show swearing at him, um, telling him that he's wrong, being like, I want to come to your comedy show, and I want to ruin your show, and oh he felt awful, so then we, like, went to go meet them afterwards, and... Like David Wayne gave him a T-shirt and wrote "fuck you" on the shirt, and Michael Showalter refused to shake his hand or make eye contact. And then Michael and Black, <laughs> Michael Ian Black was like, "Just admit what you did, though. Like, just admit. Like, it's funny. Like, it's funny. Haha, we're all comedians. But like, just admit that that's what you did. You did it on purpose. And I just want to hear you say it. Oh, <laughs> so I couldn't watch anything from them for a couple years. Yeah. I needed that to <laughs> fade. <laughs> that is that is wild uh I also yeah. c- spent
1: just like a bunch of time just now trying to remember who the third person in Stella was because I forgot about Michael Ian Black because I it's muted him. him on Twitter so long ago mm-hmm. it um, is him
0: it is him in it it is him and uh <laughs> he has said some things
1: that um make me sad
0: um, yeah it makes a lot of people sad yeah 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 um but
1: you know the other two guys great uh i'm I'm, and i'm sorry your boy ex-boyfriend did that
0: it's okay i think he's i think he's well moved on and um i hope he never remembers that that happened to him
1: i would never i would
0: never recover i remember (laughs) like i yeah and i remember like filming it at the time and then he asked me to delete the video (laughs) like i didn't post it anywhere but he's just like i just don't ever want to look at it again (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm like, kind of wish I still had it, but uh, you know, it's it's long gone. It's like 12 that years. That man ago. is on SNL, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he is now a star. He's John Hamm. <laughs> um, so yeah, we do have Michael in this movie, um, yeah. a slew of attractive young men in it, early 2000s, and then yeah. our leading lady, whose name escapes me, oh, Jennifer Westfeld There it is. Who,
1: yes, was married to, well, not. Actually, I don't know that they ever got married, but she was with John Hamm for a long, long time. Oh, and that's why he's in the movie. Gotcha. And they were together for like almost twenty years or something, and they broke up. I forget exactly when. Kinda maybe like recently. Yeah, Sometimes five years.
0: Yeah, it was like um, kind of after Mad Men wrapped, and he's he like had yeah. like a spiral. I felt like. Oh, yes,
1: man. yeah, yeah. It was after Mad. It was yes, it was right after Mad Men ended because I remember he finally like won the Emmy and he thanked her in his speech, even though they had just broken up.
0: Aww, yeah, that's romance, so were, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah, so they were together for a long time and like they had like come up in LA together. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, wrote Friends with Kids, and she had another movie called Iron Abby with oh. um, Chris Messina.
0: Mm. Again, so you have yeah, and she's in the movie.
1: Yeah. And so she's been and she'll act too. like she like was on younger. She had like a pretty big part on younger. Mm-hmm. She was also on girls, um, but I think is more mm-hmm. of a writer. Um, so she wrote this role for herself, mm-hmm. w- along with um, the other woman in the movie. And um, that I think that's also part of what makes it so interesting, you know, because that's that's so standard now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, act, like right actors writing roles for themselves and right. whatever. Right. But I think back then, especially with like more unknowns and then it becomes a movie and the movie does well is like yeah. a little less common. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I always I, like- I tend to find that when that happens, it sometimes it's like the the writer actor is like not removed enough from the role that there's almost like there there tends to be very few obstacles and very few like yeah. the, not that much of a trajectory now in, in a lot of movies that are like that. Um, and I really appreciated that this this had a ton of obstacles, That a ton of like self discovery and twists and turns and things like that. And I I love there's that scene with her, um, mom where her yeah, mom like the it, yeah that is such a yeah. good scene and that's mm-hmm. such a like. That's also like kind of a rom-com scene. That is a little bit yeah. of like the Bill Pullman and his dad talking about how he doesn't want to be in the furniture business anymore, yeah. and and you know that film that we talked about already. Uh, but <laughs> but that you know and that when she acknowledges uh, that the girl she's dating is her is her girlfriend, and I think that's really yeah. sweet.
1: Yeah, it's a really beautiful part, and like that's the thing with that movie. So, um, like it's like you know kind of, it's kind of about this woman. Like yeah, like she's jewish and i like that it's like she's jewish and informs her character but it doesn't feel so stereotypical to the point that it's offensive yeah at least for me a lot of times jewish characters are like the you know it's just too much right Right. we don't all talk and we don't all say yiddish words all the time (laughs) you know but it is like she's this like anxious girl from scarsdale yeah you know (laughs) fine whatever um And then, yeah, so it's about her kind of discovering herself and, like, saying yes to things, and she has this affair with a woman. Um, And I guess for me, I think that would be, like, a hard thing now. Mm. But it's interesting because it's, like, yeah, does she, is she, you know, like, I don't know, is she, I'm trying to think of the right way to describe it, like, in terms of that, like, kind of the fact that she ultimately discovers that maybe she's not gay. Mm. And it's, like, I guess that maybe happens, but I think now it would be written a little differently that she's more bi, you
0: know? Yeah, I think it would be definitely like a a bisexual awakening movie, you know, yeah. where it's like, okay, she dated this woman. It maybe didn't work out. She's not into that woman. It doesn't mean that she's, like, 1,000% straight or whatever, you know, and she can date men and women. Um, yeah. As opposed to, like, especially, I mean, early 2000s, was like, mm-hmm. bisexuality was just, like, fake uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah so it's almost like a chasing amy ish movie where yeah. it's like well uh, you know she she was she thought she was a lesbian but is she we don't know
1: yeah we- and i think that is kind of like maybe i, I could see it where it would be of like hurtful or offensive to people like that she kind of her her you know, uh being with a woman is just her path to self discovery. Mm-hmm, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that is also kind of relationships, whether they're with men or with women, is kind of like yeah. who you're with sometimes does help you open up new sides of yourself.
0: And that's sort or you
1: of a- go on this journey.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of a trope of like 2000s indie films that star men you know it's like it's almost like reverse manic pixie dream girl yeah, you know it's true. It's true. <laughs> where she's the one dating somebody that like opens her eyes and you yes. know whether or not she's with them in the end um yeah. and she does ultimately you know fe- they, they move in together all this kind of stuff and she feels like they're more roommates and friends after a while um and I, yeah i did feel like i felt all kinds of ways about that where I'm like, well, I guess that's realistic. That happens to all of us. And then I'm also like, yeah, is this kind of by erasure though? Like,
1: yeah. Is it
0: saying that she was faking it? Do you, do you think it it landed on any kind of actual moral?
1: (laughs) I think it's like more uh, in terms of, yeah, I think it's more like, you know, embrace different sides of yourself because she also Mm -hmm. then gets the courage to like quit her job and she's this artist and she starts painting more and like, that kind of thing and then the guy that who's kind of the other side of the love triangle mm-hmm. is like um is like also kind of gets the courage to like pursue writing instead of like also working at a job he doesn't like I
0: got to tell you I've pers- I've uh inspired so many men to pursue their oh, artistic sorry. careers and even quit their jobs to do it and I I don't love that about myself and I never intended it um so uh, I've been <laughs> I feel like I've been that foil in other people's life stories. Yeah. Uh,
1: I will say, yeah, um, uh, sometimes when I'm with men, I think they think ambition is sexually transmitted. Uh, <laughs> yes. That if we uh, are intimate, um, they will get my, uh, you know, work ethic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm so sorry it
0: doesn't work that way. You've got to um, be born a Virgo, hon. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You missed your window. Yeah. yeah. That is honestly the truth. Um,
1: but um, yeah, I guess also um, another thing I really like about both movies, mm-hmm. although Albert Brooks has some very questionable moments in broadcast news mm-hmm. where you're like, yikes, um, because some of the things he says are a little upsetting. But I think definitely Kissing Jessica Stein, both like love interests feel very real people. And you could see mm-hmm. where... Somebody might want to be with both of them, or yeah. if, you know what I mean, right. or like you know, and that's what I think makes a really compelling rom com is, you know, if it is a love triangle, which they often are, mm-hmm. you kind of have to like both people or see why somebody would be with both people.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. You you kind of have to like make the decision with them, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very and a lot. Of, yeah, I was gonna say it's like. um Oh well, God! What was that show that we all loved in so much? The Virgin Jane, the Virgin.
1: Jane the, oh yeah. Where up yeah, until yeah. The
0: last minute, I'm like, who's she gonna choose? Yeah. You know, I, I can see both both guys. I don't know. She chose the yeah. right one, in my opinion. But oh,
1: I would agree. I would agree. Okay, thank um, you. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then it's like the same thing with um, with like I think that's where a lot of two thousands rom coms kind of go wrong. Is yeah. a lot of times the guy is either too good, or he's a complete drip. And it's like, you kind of need them both to feel real and right. Right. And I think that's why people love Sweet Home Alabama so much. Because Mm. Patrick Dempsey's character, he's a little close to being too much of like a perfect guy. But he is like a good, like, he is like clearly a good guy. And he clearly loves her. Or like same thing with The Notebook, which I don't, is not a rom-com, but a a romantic movie. And like. James Marsden is, like, a good guy in that movie. Like, yeah. he doesn't do anything
0: wrong. He and doesn't I think do that anything really, wrong, but he's yeah. just not right. Exactly. And I think that's...
1: I mean, that's same with me. Like,
0: hey, it's Ben Stiller in Reality Bites. Yes. Going back to yeah. my going back to my romantic model, sadly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I had that movie on VHS, and I, like, completely wore it out. I, I was that. actually going to rewatch it recently, but I ultimately...
0: Did not, but I, I think I made my boyfriend watch it like early pandemic and he was kind of like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like this, this is always not like great. And I was like, shut up, this is, we're with her on the journey.
1: I know. Um, I also feel like, uh, part of why I'm so interested in like kissing Jessica Stein mm-hmm. or broadcast news is I, I really like rom coms that capture like a place and a time and oh, an aesthetic, right. yeah. Um, And so broadcast news, I mean, I don't know, I've been to DC a lot, but I don't know it super well, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, every, I like it when it feels like the movie feels not too glossy, Yeah. you know, and that's also part of the problem with, uh, I think some of the uh, early to to mid 2000s Mm -hmm. rom-coms, I guess more, I guess more mid 2000s, like um, Something Borrowed, Which came out way later than I expected. Like, that came out more like 2012 or something. And they're just, like, they're at Madison Square Park every day. Right. And, like, there's, like, so much Shake Shack in that movie.
0: You know what I mean? Can a movie have too much Shake Shack? (laughs) Something (laughs) borrowed answers the question. And they, like,
1: go to the Hamptons. And, like, they just – it doesn't feel – It's a
0: lot of jet-setting. Yeah.
1: It it doesn't feel, like, totally earned. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm open to, like, rom-coms about – Rich people, but like,
0: yeah, I'm open to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm open to it. I'm kind of excited, but it's like you know, they don't feel like lived in the way that kissing Jessica Stein.
0: Yeah, that's very that's very fair. I mean, especially with like the mid two thousands movies in general. It they just I was doing this other this other podcast for a while. It was really fun, but we watched a lot of two thousands movies, and I after a while was like. I, I never – Gen Z is wrong. Like, they, sh- they don't, don't wish that you were a teenager in the mid-2000s. It was an awful time. All, it was, was, like, great. full of gay bashing. Everything – like, everything was, like, really glossy, like, to your point. Yeah. It was, like, we really – we really loved, like, rich celebrity lifestyles. The only movie I can think of of that time that I genuinely liked as a, as a rom-com is um, um, Jessica – God, Sarah. What's that movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: Oh, forgetting Sarah Marshall's great. Great, yeah. Rom-com. I got, I went
0: Jessica to Sarah, and then I forgot yeah. her. So I was, I was good. But that's a, that's a good one. Otherwise, yeah. it's like they are either just weird in your face glossy, like you said, or they star Katherine Heigl, or then Judd Apatow got in the mix and was like, what if these were three hours long? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, rom coms. Um, I love them. 90 minutes. Like, don't need, they don't it's need a, to be. It's a
0: quick story. We don't yeah. have to, like, we don't need to hear anyone wax poetic, like, like uh, Kevin Smith style <laughs> in clerks, but now, you know, we don't need to hear any of that.
1: I, um, I, uh, what was, I? Um, oh, so yeah, like, I like how to lose a guy in 10 days, but like, mm. yeah, the movies started becoming like, what hip, trendy spot can we watch these people? be in, in the meatpacking district. Yeah. And it's like, I don't like that part of it as much. Like I'll still watch all these. And the one, the one rom-com that I make the exception um, for this is um, um, Hitch, which I surprisingly oh, wow. love. wow, Hitch. I, yeah. mm-hmm. Hitch is so fun.
0: And my, like, oh, yeah, my memory of Hitch is watching it in college at uh, at a friend's apartment, and as soon as it was finished, the other two people in the room went, "Should we watch it again?" And yeah. I've, I, I remember being like, I, I haven't felt that way about any film since I was like five, and it was like Ghostbusters, and then they proceeded to watch Hitch again, and I was kind of like, I gotta go. Not that I didn't like it, but I'm like, I'm not ready to immediately do a Hitch rewatch. This feels like
1: it's a story about me, because Mm -hmm. if it's on multiple times on cable, (laughs) I would do that. But it's like, it's, I think that movie's so great in a lot of ways, because you take this high status character, Will Smith, mm-hmm. and you can consistently find ways to make him low status. Yeah. And I think that's so fun. Like he has and it's very visual. Oh, that's so So like true. he has an awful allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's it's such a good visual gag. Yeah. Or like he accidentally like kicks her and she goes in the water, you know, like yeah. with it's him and Ava Mendez, or like, you know, they're fighting and then I think they, she's like throwing lettuce at him or something. You know, it feels very like they're always doing stuff. They're not just really sitting there talking. Within a, yeah. with a few exceptions, but I feel like there things actually happen and it's very it's just very fun and it the pacing's really good.
0: Yeah, the pacing's really good. It's like a yeah, like you said it's like a good active movie and yeah. I appreciate that it's Will Smith and Ava Mendez coming together. Yes. I feel like that might be one of the first weirdly enough rom-coms that had like an interracial couple that was two yeah. minorities also.
1: So, I read that the reason why that happened is because oh. Will Smith was attached, and they were like, We don't know if audiences will, will want to see him with a white woman. So, they cast like a Latina woman.
0: Oh, yeah. Because of that.
1: Close. Yeah. Like, oh. because they thought audiences might be more
0: comfortable with it. Okay. Audiences, um, you got to get comfortable. All right. Yeah.
1: Which is like kind of, I mean, I'm you glad gotta. that people got.
0: <sighs> paid for this movie,
1: but it is like a fucked up reason for that to happen. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that's um that's something I mean I feel like I hope that we're getting past that, but I don't know. I was just reading that in the Heights was delayed because they couldn't they couldn't think of bankable Latino stars. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, Rita Moreno has been here since the (laughs) sixties. You can't think
1: of Latino stars. It's. It is. I'm glad. And a, a a thing about that movie too that I'm really glad about is that uh, a that it finally came out and that they it has like this amazing cast, but also that Lin Manuel Miranda um <laughs> is not like the lead guy. No, but whereas it's like Fear not- <laughs> Evan Hansen, we have to watch Ben Platt be Evan Hansen, and they just cast like A list stars instead of Broadway people. And this film at least still yeah. has like, some Broadway
0: people in it, and like doesn't doesn't feel like such an it's like not, it's not embarrassing. <laughs> I will say that in In the Heights, which I just saw last night, so sorry, everybody. But, um, Lin Manuel Miranda's character, it, I felt like he put a fake beard on, like almost to be like, it's not me. Like, I half expected him to turn to the camera at the end and be like, miss me or something. <laughs> like, oh gotcha, it's me, yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda. And it truly was In the Heights. Uh-huh. <laughs> his beard is just like weird and patchy which probably means it is real but it looks so weird to me I'm like did he think he's in a disguise yeah. that we wouldn't be like it's the Hamilton guy I'm trying to think of another
1: movie that there's another movie I feel like I like that does that but um, it feels very where it's like and that my friends you know <laughs> I don't I can't remember what it is and it
0: truly was the Shawshank oh, Redemption you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Pretty women, Pretty Woman. Oh, right. Oh, with Bob Odenkirk.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's, that's, you mean Little Women where he says, My Little
0: Women. <laughs> my Little Women. Um, the audience stands, applauds every screening around the <laughs> nation. I was like, thank you. I expected like David Cross to come in and be like, and scene.
1: <laughs> when I saw that movie, I sat on Christmas Day with my dad and my family friend and my dad is, crying the whole time (laughs) sobbing through little women and then bob cohenker comes on and he goes that's the guy from better
0: call saul (laughs) yes it is yeah (laughs) that's saul actually (laughs) well i want to i want to ask one more thing before we wrap up here and it is what would you like to see in romantic comedies going forward
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I actually did write about this, so I'm Ooh. sorry that I'm like quoting myself. Oh, we love um, it. Uh, I don't like that rom coms are still like. I'm turning 30. What am I gonna do? Like, there's just Good no point. need for that anymore. <laughs> like, we are so and like, uh, I like even like newer rom coms do this, and it's mm-hmm. just like there's really there's no 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 need for it. Like, obviously, like, so I think like yeah, like still like we've made like inroads with diverse casts. Mm-hmm. So like, I think continuing that and like, you know, showing that like a love story can kind of be anything. And also I think more rom-coms need to end with breakups. Oh, I don't yeah. think, I think like that's really important. Mm-hmm. I think people need to know that characters should not end up together mm-hmm. and that you should not. And that's like a great thing about rom-com t- like movies versus TV shows where it's like, Okay, Ross and Rachel, yeah, probably shouldn't have been together. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be on and off with somebody for 10 years, you know? <laughs> so I think if that was a movie, maybe you should have ended with them going their separate ways, and that's okay yeah. because most relationships end, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think rom-coms with breakups or later in life rom-coms, like Enough Said. Oh, yeah. That'd be you great. You know, like mm-hmm. that. And then also, because they can be anything, why do these women need to be upset about turning 30? Why? You know? yeah there's not to say that like 30s 40s 50s can be like that you can't meet somebody at that age or that can't be like the best Mm -hmm. time of your life you know
0: yeah absolutely
1: that is kind of more what I would like to what I'd like to see more and less of
0: yeah no I agree I, I think it'd be interesting to see I mean the breakup is a little like this but a movie where like you said people break up and also they like don't hate each other Yes, I would love to see a movie where it's like understood that they didn't that they weren't compatible. You know, yeah. yeah. I would also I, love to see a Juggalo rom com. I'll throw it out there.
1: Yeah, Juggalo rom com. You
0: know, um, into that. Yeah, very um, into it. You know, <laughs> whoop whoop, as they say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or a rom com about uh, modern vampires in New Orleans. Like I'm here, Hollywood, and I and I am talking about people that wear red contacts and say they're vampires not actual vampires like okay. i want to i want to see a movie about people that are pretending they're vampires and the whole time we're like do they really think they're vampires and then they fall in love like i think that i awesome. would also
1: watch that yes thank yes. you we
0: should yeah hollywood like i'm i will don't worry i will tag every major studio <laughs> be like, uh, Let's make these MGM owned by amazon mgf yeah. care of amazon <laughs> At MGM, please. (laughs) (laughs) We'll star Lynn Manuel Miranda in the movie, I promise. And John Hamm. John Hamm, yeah. Well, Lana, thank you so much for talking to us today. I appreciate it. Um, Where can people find you if they want to um, hear more from you or even um, stalk you? Oh, okay. Um, Well, (laughs) you can find me on Twitter
1: at underscore Lanabelle. And on Instagram at character actress Lana Schwartz. Mm, beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Very confusing. And uh, I did not think ahead. <laughs> but yes, yeah, those are my
0: handles. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, we'll, uh, we'll hear from you next time. Bye-bye.